the Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. Just my enemies. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is episode number 67 today, Sunday, August the 29th, 2010. We're ready to go again. We thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Great to have you on board once again. I apologize that it has been two weeks since the last show instead of just one. That is because... A major distraction came up last week, and it ruined everything for doing a new show. I just had way too much going on, and uh, yeah, otherwise I would have had a show up right away. So we're not going to talk quite as much about Brett Favre as I would have liked, but we're still going to call the episode Enter Favre 2.0, because Brett Favre is back, and uh, yeah, we can finally talk about it a teeny tiny bit. We also have a lot of other things to talk about. Also, we have a call-in to get to from Anthony from L.A. We appreciate him calling in all the time. Thank you so much, Anthony. Though it has been a while since his more recent call. Thank you always for joining, though. Um, We'll get to the phone lines for that later on in the show. Um, Yeah, we have a lot to get to. As mentioned, uh, there have been two preseason games. Not going to overly review them. Going to more or less analyze the play of the players and the rustiness of the players uh, was shown last night quite a bit. Of course, the lack of depth in the offensive line and all that. Uh, the health of Sidney Rice, absolutely, remember, and Persony Harvin, really reared its ugly head this past week. Sidney Rice is now going to be out eight weeks to to hip surgery, not just hip injury, but hip surgery. Finally decides to go under the knife right before the third week of the preseason. So thank you for that, Sidney. We appreciate that very, very much. Percy Harvin unfortunately collapsed due to migraine headache a week ago. That really sucked, and um, well, that's now that's now why we have two new receivers on the Minnesota Vikings. Those being Javon Walker, Vikings acquire him along with, and remember that name, very familiar with the Packers and eventually the Broncos and Raiders, and also Greg Camarillo, a guy you may not be as familiar with from the Miami Dolphins, a very solid slot receiver from Miami. A bigger version of Bobby Wade, hopefully a better version of the aforementioned Bobby Wade. Great, great, fantastic hands, and also can catch with his legs, according to a video from the twine ball, Tony Coleman, which is on the Facebook group. (laughs) I love that. Thanks for that, Tony. So uh, that is just uh, fantastic. Great to have that on there. Going to mention real quick the Facebook group and the Twitter account for Purple Mafia. So those of you out there that do have a Facebook account, please do join the group. Simply type in the search bar, Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings. Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings. You'll be able to join and post stuff on there, and it will be read on air. And uh, you can be a part of things. You can be a part of being the info, 
the Info Warriors, I guess we'll call them, to steal a line from InfoWars.com. Yeah, good stuff over there. Um, gotta love that indeed. Also, the Twitter account, twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. So great indeed right there. So yes, we're going to get to the games shortly, but first, we're going to get to this call-in by Anthony from L.A. Hey, Joey. What's up? This is Anthony from L.A. I wanted to call in the show. It's been a couple weeks since I have. Um, I had a couple things I wanted to talk to you about. One was uh, Chris Cook. Um, I really love that pick. Falling in love with him real fast. I like the way he's playing. I think he's a great press coverage player. Got to give it up to Rick Spielman. Never going to second second guess him again, huh? Um, I think once Antoine moves to the safety, like we hope, that uh, he'll he'll fit in good there. Um, Sage Rosenfeld. I think that he, at first I thought he was going to be traded. Now I'm not so sure. Um, you know trade or keep, I, I don't know. It's up in the air for me. Um, I wanted to talk about the, uh, the the running back play for the preseason. Uh, I thought Toby and Albert Young kind of had a slow slow game. Albert Young looked like he just kept running into players. Uh, Toby looked nervous. It, it's, it's, it, I think we got a shaky little thing going with our backup running back right now. Uh, as long as, but as long as they can pick up the blitz, which I think Albert Young did a lot better job of picking up the blitz than Toby did, then I think that that we're good as long as they can pick up the blitz on third downs. Um, uh, Jamarcus, uh, uh, Jamar, Jamar Johnson, he got he got released, right? I wasn't sure if maybe you can clarify that for me. I heard he got released, but. Uh, I'm sure if I got him confused with Darius Reynard, I think Darius Reynard was the running back. I don't know. Maybe you can clear that up for me. One of them got released, I think. Uh, other than that, uh, Farr was back. I knew he was coming back. It came with a little drama, but uh, he's back. I'll let you talk about that. Um, uh, let's see. What else? I think that's all I got for right now. Oh, uh, I was real, 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 uh, curious about what you think how our wide receivers are going to be doing. They haven't been practicing, playing, or anything like that. Sidney Rice banged up with his hip problem, Percy Harvin, with his grandma and migraines. and what do you, I'm kind of nervous about that, you know. Um, no no wide receivers playing, really. You know, you got Bernard Varian, pretty much our only starter, practicing on the first team. You know, how do you think that's going to play out? All right, Joey, I'll talk to you later. And again, thank you for that call, Anthony from L.A. Always a lot to talk about, and I appreciate that very much. It just adds to the show and uh, keeps the, hey, it keeps the it keeps the blood flowing for this show. It does, because it's a, it's a real person talking with me. That's always the best thing. That's why I want you guys to call into the show, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877, and you can be like Anthony from L.A. So let's get to the point here, of course. In order, <laughs> Chris Cook, yep, yet another fantastic pick by Rick Spielman. I mean, yeah, there's just, I was totally freaking out last April. What the hell are the Vikings doing? Why would you pass in 
Jimmy Clausen. I keep trying to call him Chris Clausen, and I don't know why, because Chris Cook probably. Uh, what What are the Vikings doing? Why would you do that? Um, mm, why would you ignore uh, the outstanding safety from uh, USC? As Anthony mentioned him as well, at Taylor Mays who is a, a, a part of the uh, San Francisco 49ers. We're going to get to them shortly. Um, yeah, I just what a great pick by Rick Spielman. I was like, oh, yeah, they took the boring guy, the guy who may have actually gone later, maybe middle middle second round, kind of projected to be middle second round. It's like, yeah, all these other cornerbacks are taken, so we still take a cornerback. You know, you just kind of take the third or fourth guy maybe that you wanted. Well, shucks, either they got really lucky or they really, really, really know what they're doing because Chris Cook is uh, he is a really, really outstanding cornerback from the way things are looking so far. Not only is he big, but he can do it all. He can cover people excellent. He's a great hitter. The guy is absolutely a starting cornerback long-term in the NFL, and God knows this guy may go on to be one of the better cornerbacks in all of football in the next coming years. So uh, you heard it here first. No, you, you probably didn't hear it here first, but I didn't listen to the uh, to other shows all the time too much. They're not necessarily calling him a pro bowler yet, but I think he could be a pro bowl talent in this league. Absolutely. Uh, totally agree with you on Chris, Spiel- on Chris Spielman. That's his brother, former Detroit Lion and Cleveland Brown. Rick Spielman being a awesome executive. He, he really is. I love him. Uh, Sage Rosenfels, yeah, you mentioned you're not sure if he's going to get traded anymore. I still think he's going to get traded. I am maintaining that stance that Sage Rosenfels is going to get traded because they are way too enamored with Tavares Jackson. Until they prove me wrong, and they prove the rest of us wrong, that they're way too enamored with Tavares Jackson, that they are going to trade Sage and not Tavares. Also, the relationship between Coach Chili Childress and Sage is not good, whereas the relationship between uh, Childress and Tavares has been good pretty much forever. Maybe a little things here and there that you don't really hear about, but that's life in the NFL. I'm not sure any quarterback and coach have had a perfect relationship in the history of mankind. Certainly Favre and Childress as well. So, yeah, the running back play, the play of the running backs. Young and Toby Gerhardt, yeah, they don't look, really look up to speed to get major playing time in the NFL. And all i got to say is thank God we do have Adrian Peterson, and thank God he also not only looks more sharp this year overall, and not that he sucked last year, but, yeah, he started great and kind of started to get the old two yards in a cloud of dust. Mike, remember that? Yeah, that sound. It was like it just kept happening. And, again, I apologize for some of you out there that may think some of my sound effects are cheesy, but um, I, at this point, don't think they are. And a lot of the listeners to this point seem to like them. I think it's fun. Uh, and no, that's not a shot at anybody. I just think right now I'm going to keep them around. So just thought, notice that was mentioned in a uh, private message earlier this week. Not a shot at anybody, of course. Nothing personal. I just think uh, it adds a little fun to the show. And uh, I like it. And the listeners like it for the most part. So we'll keep that going for the time being. Maybe I'll have a poll on it someday. We'll see. As long as you vote yes, I'll put a poll up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, yeah. That's pretty much the soundbite you heard. It's pretty much Young and Toby pretty much running the ball at this point in time. Though Toby Gerhardt did get a big third down gain in the Seattle game, and Albert Young had a nice catch and run in the very first preseason game. Um, 
other than that, though, nothing majorly exciting. Uh, Toby's getting a little bit better. I think he's slowly but surely taking the lead, I think, for that job, at least from my vantage point right now. Um, but certainly, <laughs> Chester Taylor, where, wherefore art thou, Chester Taylor? We missed you, man. That's all I got to say. We miss you, Chester. His, uh, these guys are certainly a far cry from him at this point in time. Toby Gerhardt, better produce. And I do think Albert Young, at very least, is an excellent third third running back in the NFL. I mean, I think he's a football and NFL player. Um, we'll see, though, how things go. I mean, anything could happen here. Anything could happen. Boy, am I running this too long. Okay, <laughs> Jamar Johnson. Yeah, he was actually moved to the IR, Jamar Johnson. So he's going to be out for the year, apparently. It will be Jamar Johnson. Uh, Darius Raynaud is a is becoming has been a really really big time uh, special teams guy, especially as a kick returner. Had a really nice return last night in the Seattle game and helped the Vikings get a touchdown because of that nice return with Darius Raynaud. So yep, Raynaud definitely the ahead. Um, you may have gotten them mixed up because they both were kick returners last year. Um, we'll see who the new kick returner is going to be going into the year to go with Raynaud. And of course, the wide receiver position. Yep. Well, they <laughs> being I could have I, if this show was recorded last week, yeah, that would have still been a official current issue. Of course, Sidney Rice is now out for eight weeks, as mentioned, with that hip surgery and Percy Harvin with the ongoing migraine issue. Though he has returned to play and he looked okay last night. The Vikings, of course, getting Greg Camarillo and Javon Walker. Though that doesn't necessarily solve everything because Sidney Rice is the best of the bunch and he's not going to be here for a long time. Though Greg Camarillo looks the part so far and Javon Walker looks like he might be doing a little better. We're going to get back to that later on. So uh, we'll get to that then and of course we'll get to the Favre talk soon. So with that I'm going to take a quick break and we will return and review those games and get to the uh, the articles and such right after this. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 67, which is a reminder for iPod users along with the Microsoft Zune, the iPod, and all that good stuff. So thank you again for that. All right, well, first we're going to review the, uh, it's going to be a little bit different uh, organization here. We're going to review the uh, 49ers game more so, again, as I mentioned, more an analogy of the, the players, not necessarily the game itself. And then we're going to get to the storyline because you want to do it chronologically correct here. The uh, the storylines involving the wide receiver position. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get to the Seattle game, which occurred just last night. So does that make sense? All right. We'll get to that right now. Of course, we'll kind of throw in the Brett Favre return along with the 49er game right here and now. So here we go. The Vikings lose to the 49ers 15-10. to Not the most entertaining game in the history of the planet, that's for sure. It sure the heck wasn't. But Brett Favre was in uniform, so the excitement level was a little bit higher than you'd normally expect. Just like last year when the Vikings and the Kansas City Chiefs played. And just like last year when the Vikings and the Kansas City Chiefs played, Brett Favre was hit and hit hard, as Paul Allen likes to say. And that was the end of it. Brett Favre played four plays, completed one pass, only threw one pass, was hit very hard, slammed on the ground, and slid on the ground, basically. And that was the end of Brett Favre. Four plays. He's gone. All right, well, that's the end of that. <clears throat> Good times indeed. And uh, the Vikings do not score until 
Now, Ryan Longwell field goal almost halfway through the second quarter, though, was a perfect 40-yarder. Uh, nobody on the Vikings at the quarterback position looked all too sharp, that's for sure. Favre threw one pass, so whatever. We can't even really get in there. Joe Webb kind of went a little backwards a little bit. To Forrest Jackson, well, his completion percentage was fairly high, but he wasn't too all too spectacular, just average. Sage Rosenfels took a huge step back. There is no doubt about that. Sage Rosenfels took a massive step back in this game, back to his old softy self, like he was in the previous <laughs> in the previous uh, preseason. That was last year, of course. Um, didn't really help his trade value too much there. I still think, as I mentioned, Sage Rosenfels gets traded. Nobody really on the Vikings stood out other than one thing quick, at least on the offensive end, Adrian Peterson continuing to show he can catch and run with the ball. He actually led the Vikings in receiving in this game, which is funny. Three receptions for 25 yards. But the guy, when he catches and goes, it's it's really nice. Even when the screen passes, he really goes quickly, and uh, you see that explosiveness from Adrian Peterson as a receiver and, you know, as a receiver on the screen passes, that is. And, of course, as a running back, he's explosive as well, as we all know very much. Though, again, nobody running the ball officially running the ball looked good in this game other than Joe Webb and DeVaris Jackson and funny they're the quarterback they're not exactly the running back but I guess it works because you don't necessarily have somebody assigned directly to the corner the quarterback where you do with the running game that's more of a specific thing you got to stop the running game so everybody's assigned to that yeah 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 you know I don't need to lecture anybody about that uh, Benny Sapp playing in his last game as a Minnesota Viking of course shipped to Miami for Greg Amarillo this past week. Amarillo. <laughs> Gotta like that name. Um, not bad overall. Not bad overall. In terms of uh, just the overall play of the defense. The defense did pretty good. San Francisco's defense looks fantastic. Coach Mike Singletary went for Favre just like the Saints did, unfortunately. So Childress is like, enough of that. We're, we're done. Kenny Ayatollah. Excuse me, Ayatollah. Onatolo looks really good as well. Aaron Henderson had a solid game. Brinkley was good. Um, the Vikings, though, only amassed one sack, and that was by Brian Robinson. That was the only tackle Brian Robinson had in the game. But, hey, a sack nonetheless. We'll take it. Tyrell Johnson did not show up until much later in the game, but he did get a he did deliver a very punishing hit, though, that Jarda, uh, Jarda sure catch, catch loose, and uh, that was good to see from Tyrell Johnson. Um, there you go. Tyrell Johnson, you got to make it somehow here. Uh, definitely seeing a lot less playing time in this game. I also made a comment on my Twitter account that I talked about earlier. Uh, why do I like Jamarcus Sanford and Hussein Abdullah at safety more than Madiu and Tyrell? That's for sure. And I got a response from MN Vikings guy. This is, of course, on Twitter. Because Madiu and Tyrell might as well be the or- might as well be orange cones. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um... President Spock, which is, of course, Brent Jacobson, <laughs> comments. This was on a previous, this is actually a little earlier. He asks, where do you get the sound effects for your show? Um, all over the place, all over the Internet, I guess, pretty much. Uh, all over the place. I'll just leave it at that. All over the Internet. Um, it's very random. You know, some of them are uh, some of them are over 10 years old as well. Um you just kind of find them and download them, I guess. That's pretty much how it goes. Other than the voices, they were created down here in the basement. Good times there, indeed. 
So yeah, moving right along here, so we don't take too long on this one game. <laughs> yeah, this, as mentioned a million times, not the most entertaining game of all time. Uh, yeah, Niners news, though. They uh, re <laughs> they retweeted me, Purple Ma- my Purple Mafia show, of course, uh, Twitter, when I mentioned how Cook can run. Dude was totally down. Yep, San Francisco 49er fumbled the ball and... Uh, Chris Cook picked it up and just took off and ran like a million miles an hour. It was it was beautiful to see. I mean, you can definitely see the athleticism of Chris Cook to go along with the uh, his his just overall game. I mean, the guy is really developing into something special. So uh, yeah, Niners news. I guess liked the fact that I tweeted that the 49er was totally down, and of course he was. But it, it was more or less just a display to see how quick Cook can run. Um, MN Sports Talk. MN Sports Talk. Apparently a new listener to the show, and I appreciate it. His comment is, I look forward to your eruption if Joe Webb gets cut, but I hope that doesn't happen. Good luck with the podcast, and thank you very much, buddy, and uh, hope to keep in touch with you soon. I hope you like the shows. Let me know at some point. Uh, he, I even asked at one point later on if I had any call-ins. Yeah, Anthony from L.A. did call in, but uh, MN Sportscock didn't call in, so maybe consider doing that. So now we can introduce a new... A new guy, or not right away, but uh, at the end of this game review, I'll introduce him, Matt Emer. So I'll talk to that soon before I get too far ahead of myself. Yes, indeed, I better be careful about that. The 49er game, though, in general, the more exciting part about the game was uh, not really the overall play of really anybody in this game, to be honest. The only really exciting play in this game was when Joe Webb, broke loose for a 48-yard touchdown. He just kind of, he looked around and then just took off up the middle, went all the way for a touchdown. He looked like Michael Vick running. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Brett Favre could only smile and chuckle and shake his head <laughs> because this guy's this guy's an athlete, folks. I mean, there's almost no way, you, there's no excuse. There's no excuse that Joe Webb, that Joe Webb isn't on this football team. There's no excuse. He's got to be on this team. So that's pretty much my take there. I mean, you can't help it. And no, he will not play wide receiver. We'll get to that later on <laughs> because of the uh, the new receivers coming in. That's pretty much the gist, though, when you want to talk about the Vikings and the 49ers, really. I mean, what more is there really to say? It was one of the more boring games of the whole season, really. Uh, Joe Webb was sacked for safety at the end of the game, and that's about it. That's really about it when you want to get into things. Uh, he completed half of his passes, 7 for 14. No quarterback in this game was sharp except for really Alex Smith. Nate Davis is entertaining. He's not the sharpest guy ever yet, but definitely a talented, talented individual. You could tell he's going to be a nice backup for the 49ers, and who knows later on. Um, Alex Smith, though, looks like he's finally, finally becoming the quarterback that was a counterpart with Aaron Rodgers many years ago. Well, not many years ago, back in 04, 05-ish, I believe. Uh, it was between Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers, who would go number one overall. Alex Smith went number one. Aaron Rodgers slid all the way down to 24, where he would play a few years behind a certain quarterback who's now on the Vikings. And he's now tearing it up over there in Green Bay. So, yeah, these two guys are both starting quarterbacks. Alex Smith finally starting again. And looking the part of late with the great Mike Singletary coaching these Niners, who will win. They will win the NFC West. There's no doubt in my mind that they will. And that's because the Vikings played a team that used to win the NFC West and now totally sucks. 
Uh, we're not going to get to that, though, until we talk about the new acquisitions and, of course, unfortunately, the injuries surrounding your Minnesota Vikings in the wide receiver position. So we'll be back right after this right here. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 67. A reminder for iPod users, yeah, this show is a little bit more split up than the last ones. Uh, yeah, just a lot of stuff going on. Now we're getting this thing done here. We are getting it done as quickly as possible. Vikings wide receiver Sidney Rice is now out for eight months. As mentioned at the beginning of the show, he decided to go under the knife finally. Third week of the preseason, decided not to... Uh, do it much earlier, not to do it in February, not to do it in March, or April, or May, or June, or flipping July. He waited till August the 24th to finally go to hip surgery. Um, yeah, I know nobody likes surgery, and I know you want to try to play through it because you're, you, know, you want to see if you can make it uh, prove to your coach and everybody you can play through things to try to increase your uh, financial wherewithal. But, boy, missing the first eight weeks of the season is not a nice way to get a new contract. Sidney Rice better come out and play one hell of a game. <laughs> one, hell of a, one hell of a football game in general for the rest of the year to uh, absolutely guarantee himself some good money. Next offseason, which, of course, unfortunately, next offseason is a big fat question mark as well. Chili chimes in, I would think, Probably at least eight weeks before we're talking about doing anything. Unfortunately, we don't really talk about uh, Childress. Uh, he, he caught, uh, Sydney caught 45 passes during an injury plague. First two seasons in, in Minnesota, but he emerged as the go-to guy in his third season with 83 catches, 1,312 yards, and eight touchdowns. Yeah, very very similar to Javon Walker. Yeah, very similar to Javon Walker, a guy we're going to get into very soon, a potential replacement for Sydney Rice, at least sort of. I mean, uh, in spirit anyway, I guess. Sidney Rice, of course, did earn his first Pro Bowl berth last year, but he was injured during the playoffs and has not played since. Unfortunately, um, yep, that was in that New Orleans game, which is one of the worst memories for all of us, despite the fact it was a wonderful game in terms of entertainment, in terms of viewership, and in terms of opportunity, which is a really painful memory. <laughs> but, yeah, you get the idea. Um, it's, it's in... Uh, that was a devastating game in so many ways. You lose Cedric Griffin for a while, Sidney Rice, look at this. It just never ends. And, of course, you lose the opportunity of a lifetime to win a championship. Uh, Chile, as I like, I'm kind of imitating him on accident here when I go, uh, I can't feel what he's feeling. In the end, it's up to him whether he wanted to have that procedure or whether he could press through. <laughs> so that's pretty much what uh, Chile, again, had to say there. Mm, it just it gets really interesting. Chili again chimes in about uh, Chili chimes in about Harvin, who of course collapsed during practice. It's plagued by migraines for a long time, especially this month. I can't imagine the heat and humidity earlier in the month really helped. Uh, Chili's comment is he's not going to practice until he finishes with the medical protocol. That of course being again Percy Harvin. So not only Sidney Rice out till halfway through the season of Percy Harvin, it's a crapshoot if he's going to play or not. 
is it seven out or are you gonna you gonna hit the jackpot? I mean, you, with a with a kick return touchdown or God knows what else. Uh, well, the Vikings did acquire. Yep, here we go, Javon Walker. Remember, remember him, former Green Bay Packer, elite player earlier in his career. Originally drafted in 02. Slow to go the first two years, but in his third year in 04, yeah, the same year Aaron Rodgers was picked. Javon Walker caught 82 passes for 1,382 yards, 12 touchdowns, and was becoming one of the top receivers in all of football at the time. Unfortunately, almost like clockwork, Walker fell out of favor in Green Bay during a messy contract dispute in the summer of 05. Drew criticism from Favre of his injured knee the following season. Unbelievable. And that has been plagued by knee and ankle injuries in subsequent years with the Raiders, the Black Hole, and Broncos. Walker's now 31. He's common as he feels like 23 again. You hope that makes sense and that there's no issues with Favre from their disagreement back in Green Bay. Obviously, when you become an older receiver in the league, it's really, really critical for a receiver like myself to get with a veteran quarterback like Favre, someone who knows the game and someone who's willing to put in the time and the effort to go out and be successful. From a receiver's point of view, you couldn't ask for anything more. Now, Walker, now this is where it gets really interesting, folks. A little dicey right here, just a little dicey, a little dicey. Walker said he went to Israel to have an experimental knee surgery done in 2009. He declined to discuss specifics, but the New York Times reported in December that Dr. Anthony Galea, if, if I'm saying it correctly, who was charged in May with conspiracy smuggling, unlawful distribution of HGH, and introducing the unapproved drug Actovigen, if I'm saying it right, again, into interstate commerce, directed him to go there for the procedure. And that took a while to get all that out, didn't it? Directed him to go there for that procedure because it has not been approved in the U.S. or Canada. Hmm. Install 007 right here, folks. Install 007 music right here. <laughs> it was something that eventually I'll talk about and fill you guys in. That way I can get the specifics and the terminology down right before just saying something. I'll definitely let you guys know because it's really, really something unique. It's going to be something that helps a lot of athletes, athletes, no, athletes in the near future, the Vikings then waived Ryan Motes, the running back, of course, from Philadelphia, formerly, to make room for Wolka. So there you go. Um, 007 Walker. That's what his number should be. It should be 007, and, and, but unfortunately, it's 86. So, okay, for Jake Reed's former number. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, hey, welcome to the Vikings, Javon. And he did fairly well in the Seattle game. Yes, he did. Another guy that did pretty good in the Seattle game because this is where I was like, what the heck, another receiver? Another one? Yeah, another receiver is coming to Minnesota because they're just not screwing around anymore. Walker is to help replace Rice. And now Camarillo, Camarillo, excuse me, Greg Camarillo, that's going to do that way too much, is going to help help uh, replace Percy Harvin if Harvin's not available. And, of course, add more depth at the position, of course, more or less. He is a good player. Greg Camarillo from the Miami Dolphins in exchange for cornerback Benny Sapp. That makes the decision-making a teeny tiny bit easier at the cornerback position. Though Sheryls is making a little bit of an impression over there at the cornerback position. Asher Allen's got his work cut out for him, though his play has improved the past game or so, the past game or two. We'll see how things go. 
Well, we'll see how this turns out. Uh, Camarillo is, re is rebounding from a torn ACL in 2008. He has caught 105 passes, good for 1,165 yards and two touchdowns. Only two touchdowns. That's kind of low the past two years. He's more of a slot receiver than a deep threat, which would make him a more realistic fit to replace, yeah, Harvin, than the six foot four Sidney Rice, whose leaping ability and athleticism contributed to a breakout season last year. The sure-handed Camarillo, Camarillo, ugh, did not drop a pass last season. He did not drop a pass last season, folks. That's uh, that's pretty good. Chili, or excuse me, Favre comments. We have to get on board rather quickly. That's he was referring to the handful of new receivers he has to get to know before the September 9th season opener. Yeah, September 9th, that's like less than two weeks away or so. And we're talking about two new receivers. It's just weird. It will be tougher. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It will be tougher than what he had hoped. So we've got our work cut out for us. And, uh, yeah, there's no doubt that they got their work cut out for him. Because they got to learn the playbook and they got to work with their quarterback. Good thing that uh, Javon Walker has some familiarity with Brett Favre. Greg Camarillo, Camarillo though, is uh, one hell of a receiver, I think, in terms of being able to catch a ball. Because not only does he have good hands, the guy has good feet, good legs. Yes, as you'll see from uh, Tony Coleman's post on the Facebook group. He can not only catch with his hands, he can catch with his legs. That's how good of a receiver Greg Camarillo is. Camarillo is, I'm never going to get it right. Absolutely cool. Absolutely cool. Tony Sperano of Miami comments, it happened to work out good for both teams. I don't think from our standpoint you give away a Greg Camarillo if you don't feel like you're getting good value in return. And so... Verano goes on to sap. Goes on to comment about sap. You get a guy that has some position flexibility. He's played corner and started some games at corner in this league. Handled a huge number of plays last season. Played in some playoff games and also plays inside of the nickel. I think he has a little bit of position flex in that way, and plays special teams. So yes, uh, Benny Sap will be missed. He is a he was a nice addition to this team. He really filled in well for Antoine Winfield when needed. He surprised a lot of us last training camp, 2009, when he went from the fourth guy to the nickel. And, I mean, he really won that position in a big way over Asher Allen and others. Uh, yeah, Benny Sapple, he missed. He's a nice piece to this team the last two years. Um, certainly a piece, but I guess, hey, the Vikings obviously needed a receiver, and Greg Camarillo can catch. That's what matters most with him. You're not going to get explosion, but he's a bigger, stronger version of Dwayne uh, Wade. Yeah, I wish. Bobby Wade. Um, and a better version of Bobby Wade, or so we hope. i got to think he is. Favre did not really like my, uh, Bobby Wade all too much. But it looks like he likes Camarillo so far. So good indeed to have him on board the, the Viking ship. you got to love that, folks. So now, for the sake of time, we are not going to take a break. We are going to move on to the Seattle game that occurred last night. Again, not the most entertaining game of all time. Certainly a game of certainly a game that was fairly sloppy. The Vikings finally got to play a home game, and they defeated the horrible, awful Seattle Seahawks, who will not have a playoff season over there in the uh, NFC West with their new coach from the great Southern Cal, Pete Carroll. He will not return 
there, of course. He, uh, you got to hope he can return as a po- more positive NFL coach than he did with the New England Patriots about, oh, about circa 12 years ago or so, late 90s, um, after their first Super Bowl running where they lost to the Packers. Okay, enough of that. Uh, first quarter, nondescript, fairly nondescript indeed. Second quarter, though, is where it got a little more interesting, and uh, Chris Cook again showing what he can do overall as a cornerback in this league. But officially, before I get to that, i got to mention, uh, for the sake of chronologic, making chronological sense here a little bit, Matt Emer, introducing him now to Purple Mafia Show, and I appreciate him for uh, mentioning me on Twitter, of course, and uh, meeting up meeting up and finding me on here. Of course, he's been a, apparently he's been a listener for a little while. He's from the U.K. His comment is, yeah, man, if we trade Sage away and Farb retires at the end of the season, I think T-Jack will jet off too. So we're left with Webb. Um, I'm not sure it'll be both of them gone, but we'll see. I mean, could you imagine losing all three, actually all three of those quarterbacks? That'd be kind of crazy. Uh, I think at least one of the three will be here besides Webb. We'll see what happens. Um, I think it's going to be Sage traded, T-Jack staying, because the uh, coaching staff is very enamored with DeVaris Jackson for whatever reason. Is it the right decision? I don't know. I don't know. His comment also is, what are your thoughts on Javon Walker? Seems like a desperate move to me, but if it works out, then it's all good. And I agree, it was a, it's a low-risk, high-reward. And if uh, Javon Walker can produce and be a, a factor for this team. That's an upgrade, folks, compared to, and no, not from Sidney Rice, but an upgrade to the team in general. You have Walker with Rice? Hmm, that's pretty good. And, of course, we haven't even mentioned Greg Camarillo yet with Matt Emer. This guy's, uh, yeah, the guy can play. He can definitely catch. Um, we continue here. He says, ditto on Webb. Oh, I mentioned how, yeah, we, Webb, Webb can't be leaving. I think he's got a nice future in the NFL. We'll see how it goes. He says, ditto on Webb. In two years, if we play it right, he can be amazing. And I, I certainly hope so. Emer then comments about my show, my actual show itself, this show. He says, I love it. I'm from the U.K., so sadly, we don't get as much NFL coverage. But listening to you helps update me on my Vikes. And you add humor to which is great. Particularly enjoyed the last episode. And I appreciate that, Matt. I really, really do. Um wondering which part you liked exactly about in the humor uh i'm curious now uh th- thanks for that i'd love to add that I-, I think it only makes the show more entertaining after that really uh man it's gonna be fun to see it's gonna be fun to see that's pretty much it me and farzine pretty much talk about the uh, kansas city chiefs because farzine's uh, the host of the Chiefs zone which is also available on sportsstuff.com and itunes and emer with a couple too matt emer that is with a couple more mentions here his comment is that he's very impressed with Craig Camarillo I I am as well I think he's doing a really good job we're also talking about how uh, yeah Chris Cook is the real deal and is going to be a long-term starter I think for this team might even be starting going into the regular season and folks I think I got a sneaky feeling and I think a lot of you are noticing it as well at this point it's getting a little more obvious now Chris Cook is going to be starting at corner not Lito Shepard yeah once Griffin returns, eventually, it's going to get extremely interesting. Cook will probably be Winfield's backup, as Emer mentions on here. Um, he also says that Sage is looking better than T-Jack. Uh, and, yeah, he did like, he did yesterday. Sage Rosenfeld's had a solid drive yesterday, very solid drive. 
But I was impressed that Tavares Jackson has really taken, at least in real play, he has taken a step back from when they were really raving about him in the uh, the training camp. And certainly nothing to brag about from Tavares Jackson in this entire, entire preseason to this point. Sage Rosenfels has had two good games now. Two. So uh, that's good if you're looking to trade Sage. The other thing with the two is uh, the relationship with the coach. The relationship with the coach, folks, it's not good between Sage and uh, Coach Chili. It, it's apparently better with Tavares and Chili. Uh, even Favre and Chili weren't really always eye to eye, but uh, still, I, I got to think Sage is more on his way out. It's going to be really interesting, though, when uh, Griffin returns. Who's going to stay as a starting cornerback? Will it be Chris Cook or Anton Winfield? Also, another blip out there floating around. Anton Winfield told Paul Allen that this could be his final year in the NFL. Yep. Shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Ah, this could be Anton Winfield's final year in the NFL. Just remember, just two years ago, he was a superstar, folks. Remember how dominating he was just two years ago? Man. Unbelievable what a Liz Frank injury can do to a guy. And, of course, age at the same time, it is a bad, bad thing. Good old father time is not friendly to anybody in the National Football League. It's just not. And that's just that's too bad. It's just absolutely too bad. Um, love Antoine Winfield. But Chris Cook and uh, Cedric Griffin, that could be one of the best cornerback combinations in all football when those two are playing playing, you know, like near at or near 100% because nobody's really 100% health all the time, but at or near 100% and are playing at or near their prime, watch out. It is going to be something to watch. It really is. I, I'm very, very excited, very optimistic about those two guys playing long-term for the Minnesota Vikings at the cornerback position because, of course, both of them are the prototype larger cornerbacks, which are still fairly rare in the league. Boy, can they be dominating. Uh, it's a little bit harder to do a jump ball type t- t- touchdown type play when you have a large cornerback versus a five foot eight guy. Mm-hmm. The, the traditional five foot eight cornerback. So it's going to be fun to see. It really is. Uh, we, we just rave and rave and rave about Cook on here. We, we really do. It's, it's an awesome thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. As, of course, yep, Anthony from L.A. did as well earlier. I mean, this is getting exciting. So now we finally go to the Facebook group. Of course, remember, in the search bar, type in Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings. Just type that in. You will most likely find it. Join it, please. It would be very appreciated. Brent Jacobson posts a story up there. Literally, he, he sent me a text literally as it was happening very early because I was just coming out of work where it's like the white dungeon, we call it. <laughs> you can't really get much from the outside world at the time. But literally, right as it was going on, I got a text message from Brent Jacobson saying Favre's on a plane to Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, whatever it is. <laughs> in the end, it was Eden Prairie area. Uh, Brett's back in the fold. There it is. Bam. Beautiful. So uh, there it is. Brent Jacobson getting the news out there, on, at least on the Facebook group at the point in time. Very exciting there. He just... It's not as exciting as last year because it was Favre coming for the very first time. The, the unthinkable thought of Brett Favre playing for the Vikings, that was why it was a little different last year, but still, very big news. It's a lot better than Sage or Tavares, and probably Tavares is your starting quarterback this year. 
Chris Tucker comments at the same time, what a great day. This is our year. Oh, and how badass has Cook looked in the preseason? Man, have we ever drafted well in recent years. And there is absolutely no doubt about it. Since Chris, since I keep calling him Chris Spielman, the former Detroit Lion, that is Rick Spielman's brother. Excuse me, pardon me there. <laughs> um, since Rick Spielman has taken over this team, the Minnesota Vikings draft has been fantastic. The guy knows what he's doing. He has done a fantastic job. And a guy that at one point I thought Chris Cook was just, you know, a boring pick, like I said earlier in this show. Look look at him now. Look at him now. Just great job, Rick Spielman. I love him. Love him. One of the best guys in the league. Tony Twineball, Tony L. Coleman, who is also known as Twineball, he posts the story about Percy Harvin's migraine as it happened. And, yeah, it's getting frustrating. And uh, that's about all there is to say about that. Luckily, he's back playing. Chris Tucker comments, oh, my God, the Vikes, plus 3.5. <laughs> Webb gets sacked in the end zone with no time, so we lose by five. Ugh. Anyways, thank God. We have Brett back as T-Jack looks no better than Sage and was less than average. I mean, all... All I kept hearing was that T-Jack was looking unreal in camp and finally got it wrong, and had finally got it wrong. He still looks like the project bust we drafted. And yes, uh, yes, that's the point spread, first of all, that Chris Tucker's talking about there. And yeah, sack. It's like that kind of reeks of somebody in a joke. It literally happened right with no time left. Yeah, so Chris Tucker losing some money. At that, with that last second bit there, somebody paid someone out there, didn't they? Mmm. Conspiracy continues. <laughs> yeah, that had to suck, Chris. I'm sorry, man. That sucks. Um, no, I completely agree on T-Jack. Like I was literally saying just about three minutes ago, we're all excited about Tavares Jackson. He did look good in training camp. That's a fact. But now when we're starting to play real games, does he look good? Da hell no. No, he doesn't. He looks terrible. Sage, uh, well, Sage is less than average. Yeah, that was at that time. That San Francisco game, Sage was awful. He was good again last night, and he was excellent against the uh, the Rams, though. Again, though, two really bad defenses. Sage goes against a good defense of the 49ers, and what does he do? Two of seven. And looked like the same softy he was last year. Yeah, I'm pretty happy Brett's back. Let's just uh, hope he doesn't get hit too much this year, because that's kind of getting a little bit nervous. Tony Coleman comes in again. This was after that 49ers game. I like what the announcers were saying about Joe Webb. If you don't keep him at quarterback, put him somewhere else, but keep him on the team. I foresee great things out of that guy. And yeah, the possibility at the time, especially with the uh, absolute positive lack of depth at the wide receiver position, a la the cornerback position back in March and February, um, mm-mm-mm. The thought was put a web at wide receiver. That's initially what a lot of people assumed he was going to be when drafted in the sixth round by the Vikings. Not a quarterback or receiver. Uh, well, that was a thought. Maybe put Webb as like the, the fourth or fifth receiver on the team. See if Brett can kind of get him going in the right direction to start things out his career. It sure worked for guys like Sidney Rice and Percy Harvin, so why not Joe Webb? Uh, no, not, it's not going to happen anymore because of the acquisitions of Camarillo and... Javon Walker, though none of us really knew what was going to happen until it happened. It was it all happened pretty quickly this past week. And there it is. So, yeah. 
We'll see what happens with Joe Webb. I think he's going to be a nice quarterback. Tony again puts up the story. Yep, guys are doing a good job putting stories up here. I appreciate it very, very much. Continue to do this, and I should be doing it more, too. I was doing it this week again, though. The massive distraction got in the way, and uh, that distraction is finally going to come to an end this week, and I'm happy. Thank God. Um, Yeah, great to have the story put up here. That's where he officially puts up the Vikings that traded Benny Sapp for Greg Camarillo. Yeah, you can catch like anybody. And, of course, there it is, the very end of the Facebook group. (laughs) Tony puts that picture or that video up Greg Camarillo not only can catch with his hands not only has great hands but he has great legs to catch the ball you got to check it out folks right at the top of the Purple Mafia Facebook group right now check it out watch it it is classic the guy can not only catch with his hands but his legs so so if you throw it anywhere near where it's to be the guy's going to catch it he might not break loose for a for 80-yard touchdown or anything, but but the guy can catch the ball. There you go. There's your third down receiver, and he actually did that yesterday. He led the Vikings in receptions yesterday, folks. Yes, he did. I didn't even mention this, unfortunately. Again, for in a lot of ways, the sake of time. <laughs> a nice game by Greg Camarillo just literally coming in. I mean, he, he was on the Vikings for, what, three days? So he turns in four catches, folks. Four catches. And he looked pretty good. Javon Walker looked good as well, receiving a touchdown pass in the game from Sage Rosenfels on that impressive drive. Toby Gerhardt also broke lo- broke loose in a short yardage play in a third uh, on third down and got the first down. Adrian Peterson again showing what he can do as a receiver. Very happy with how things are turning out with Adrian Peterson as a receiver. He is it's not going away. It's not. He had a 31-yard catch and scamper. Not for a touchdown, but a scamper. Javon, again, did get a touchdown from Sage Rosenfels in this game. Percy Harvin's back and looks solid. The Imperio. That's right, Ryan DiImperio, the former linebacker and now tight end. Tight end or fullback, that is. Uh, made a reception for a touchdown from Joe Webb. But Camarillo had four catches for 47 yards. Just very solid and a potential third-down receiver like Chris Carter was long, long ago. Of course, a, a less version of Chris Carter, but that kind of might be Camarillo's role because if he can catch as good as it appears, you got something here, folks. You got something. I mean, you can't you can't just write him off as like, ah, whatever, he's just a role player. He might end up being a pretty solid piece to this club. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited indeed, uh... No, I don't think he's a superstar, but he might be a valuable piece. You need some of those first downs, especially in a playoff game. I think Camarillo could be a factor long term. We'll we'll see. Good trade by Rick Spielman. And no, I'm not. It's not Viking propaganda. It's a good trade, folks. It is. So now, if you want to be like Anthony from LA and join this show vocally, we'd like you to call into the phone lines 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Leave your name in town, like Anthony from L.A. or Joey from Golden Valley or, or you know, whatever. Spencer <laughs> from Bethlehem Academy. Who else? Something like that. <laughs> you know, in, in anything you want. Whatever town you're from, maybe the school you're from, whatever it is. Um, we'd love to have you on the show. That'd be terrific. Please do that. Make the call about anywhere from one to five minutes. Anthony's was somewhere in the middle, and that's more than welcome. At least until we have, uh, unless there's a day when we have 10 calls, then we hope to, you know, if, if there's a day this show gets 
popular enough for those 10 calls, yeah, we might want to cut them down to a minute to 30 seconds, but that's uh, a ways off. Yeah, the numbers are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, but they're not quite 50,000-ish yet. So <laughs> be a little more patient for, for that day to come as much as I hate being patient for that. Um, yeah, I just thank all you listeners again. Please do tell a friend, as mentioned a million times. Do tell a friend. The show is only going to grow. It's only going to grow more that way, and uh, you want the show to succeed. That's that's how to help out. doesn't cost you a dime to do that. It just helps out the show in general. Um, another thing that doesn't cost a dime and that helps out the show and helps everything, join the sportsstuff.com message boards. It's free, 100% free and 100% fun. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner of the front page of the website that says TSS Sports. Simply click on that. Then click register and make your screen name. Have it something that makes sense, not a bunch of jumbled uh, characters. Otherwise, it would be deleted as spam. But maybe you want to be Greg Camarillo, 82 or something, or Walker, 86. Or maybe you just want to be Twineball, or you want to be Anthony from L.A. You know, just have something that makes sense, and there you go. So, again, thanks for that. And always, always thank you for listening to this show. I appreciate it ever so much. Don't forget about the Twitter group and the Facebook group as well, or Twitter account and Facebook group as well. The Twitter, I always tend to tweet during games, and I enjoy doing that very much. Yes, sir. I, I really do enjoy it. Um, especially having a smartphone now, it helps. <laughs> it just makes it more efficient than ever, especially if I'm not at home watching the game. Especially if I'm at the game, that really would make a difference. Uh, yeah, you get the idea. Uh, hey, well, we're off to the final game of the preseason. It looks like guys like Brett Favre and uh, their starters might get a little bit of playing time in that fourth game, a, a little bit more than expected because of their rust. Childress and Favre absolutely talking about it. Favre saying he's more than willing to do that. This guy wants to win the Super Bowl really bad, and, and you can tell. He's a little, he's just, you, you can tell. He's, he's really serious about this. Um, he's always serious, but, I mean, something else is going on. You can just tell, like, come on, let's let's get this together here. we got to get this together. Let's not screw this up. This is a golden opportunity to do something magical. So, yeah, he wants to shake out some more rust, maybe get some extra playing time in preseason game number four, maybe more than four plays from the, from the line of scrimmage. Uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting. But until then, until the next show when we get to talk about that game and talk about the cuts and uh, and the keeps, we'll say we're going we're gonna to have to say goodbye and... Uh, Hope for the best here. No more injuries. Just probably we're probably done at receiver. There's even was a thought of uh, bringing in. I mean, there was even a question brought to me tonight about Antonio Bryant who was let go. Uh, Yeah, he's a good player, but sure he's good. He's not great, but I think the Vikings are done adding receivers. They already added two, adding veteran receivers, unless something else really crazy happens. We'll see how that goes, but uh, I think we're okay for the time being. We'll see. But, yeah, until next week when uh, Antonio Bryant is signed, (laughs) Antonio Bryant is signed, and we also bring in Jeff George, we're going to say goodbye. You guys take care. 